Welcome to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, creator of the Holy Girl Habits, wife and mama, and certified life and leadership coach who turned away from corporate life to embrace kingdom leadership. This podcast is for Christian women feeling the weight of their divine callings, grappling with doubts of their leadership abilities, and searching tirelessly for biblically grounded guidance who want to step confidently into their roles as radiant kingdom leaders. Inside, we're going to traverse from those feelings of uncertainty and overwhelming searches, moving toward firm biblical leadership, empowering you to steward your gifts and showing you that you indeed have what it takes. So sister, grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's dive in together. Welcome back to the Milk and Honey Podcast. I am so excited today to bring my friend Melissa Campbell. Y'all, her business is the cutest thing ever. It is called Sprinkled with Awesome. And I feel like it just fits her personality because she is amazing and you're going to love her. So Melissa is a speaker and author and a mentor for entrepreneurial women. She specializes in helping each woman find her unique purpose and divine attributes. Melissa has more than 20 years of experience working with women. She is a highly sought public speaker and an event planner. That's snazzy. Didn't know that. She founded Your Whole Life Conference and has been featured on multiple TV programs. Melissa is passionate about guiding women to fulfillment and helping each of them live the life they desire. She currently lives in Utah with her hubby and her daughters. So thanks for being here, Melissa. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited. I seriously, can you, you've got to tell me how Sprinkled is Awesome just resonated with you because I think it fits you so much. It, Brooke, my sweet friend, Brooke, and we were trying to find a brand and all my other brands were just flat and boring. And when she said Sprinkled with Awesome, I just lit up and I was like, yes, can we have a confetti cannon? I just want this to be big and awesome. And I want women to feel excited about their life, excited about who they are, and to see the awesome in each individual woman and how that awesome can come out in such a joyful way. I love that. And y'all, you will meet Brooke. Brooke is going to be on the podcast too. You will love Brooke. She has a great story. And I just love this so much because really your whole mission is helping women figure out what their potential is and not being so limited. So how did that come about? I was a hairdresser for a really long time. And I would work with women and I, they would sit in my chair and being a hairdresser is also like being a counselor. And so I would hear all of the heartache and see the suffering in women. And when I would take off the cape, there was this moment of like joy that they saw themselves in this beautiful light. And my heart and just kept going out thinking, how can I help them see on the inside? I don't want it to be this moment or this fleeting thing of getting your hair done. And then four weeks later, you see the regrowth and it's not beautiful anymore to you. I wanted them to feel the divinity, the beauty that I saw in them on the inside. And so there was no cape to take off. There was just, they could see the beauty that I saw inside of them. So I went on this journey to start finding out how I could help people fill their souls and feel God's love for them. And so through that, I have created a book and have implemented strategies to help women see the beauty that I see in them and that I know that God fills and sees and desires them to focus on and become. 
Oh, I love that so much. If y'all are watching this, I have ample amounts of regrowth right now. And my appointment is tomorrow to fix the regrowth situation because you do feel a little bit gross when I see the regrowth coming. I'm like, oh, we got to course correct that. I love what you, I just love what you do so much because I think it's kingdom impacting and kingdom changing when women really figure out what it is like they're supposed to do and then feel confident to take the step forward in what it is God's called them to do. So many times I see women who don't even know what they want. They haven't even decided what they want. They're just living and reacting to life rather than what I try and do is help them see what's really on their heart, what really God has placed on there that they've been working on since before they came to this earth. What is it that they came here to do? What assignments do they have that they need to fulfill that will bring their spirit that joy? And once they figure out what it is that's on their heart and they can start working towards creating ways to fulfill that purpose and that desire on your heart is where the joy is and where the fulfillment comes in. I love that. I love that so much. I think it's, I know when I figured out what like I was supposed to do, it was my husband, my kids, my friends are like, you're a radically different person now because you just feel so confident and all these things. I'm like, yeah, because I'm working, walking in my purpose now. Yes. I'm supposed to do. It brings less pain in your body when you have purpose. It brings a greater light. It brings more happiness. It gives you something to work towards. It gives you direction and it helps you to get closer to God. Creation is the highest vibration that we have. And when we're in that creation mode, we are the closest to God, which is our ultimate goal, right? Is to become like him to become that greater individual. And that is through creation. I love that. So if I came to you and I was like, Melissa, I have no idea what my purpose is. Help. What is that process like? So there are a million different directions we could go, but I love to start with seeing the attributes, the things that you came here to this earth with and your life experiences. We look at the scriptures. And a lot of the scriptures, the prophets have themes. They have things that they've gone through in their life that help them to create this mission. Like Moses, Moses, he had so many different opportunities in his life to become this leader. He was scared. There were times when he was like, pick anyone else, pick somebody else who speaks better. But the Lord placed on his heart, this desire to free his people and to go back and to, even though it was hard. So I would have you take a look at your life. What are the things? And usually they're really big things that people have tried to maybe minimize. Maybe you got in trouble for them as a kid. So for me, I was teased constantly because I always wanted to be in the limelight. I always wanted to speak. If a video camera came out, Melissa was in the center and my parents were introverts. And so they would say things like, if somebody needs to embarrass themselves, just call on Melissa. She'll go up on the stage and embarrass herself. Come to find out my number one gift is communication. And so I like to talk. I like to express my thoughts and feelings. I like to be around people. And so usually the things that are your greatest gift are the things that you have maybe been put down for, which isn't that Satan's plan. Like if he could stop your greatest 
power, your greatest strength, if he could get people to make you think that it was bad and that you needed to stop doing it. He knows you just like Jesus knows you, just like your heavenly father knows you. And if he can get you to play small and to dumb that down, then he wins. But if you can start seeing that as your greatest strength, your power, what lights you up, what fuels you, And what it is, like for me, what is it that I need to speak? What is it that the Lord placed on my heart that he wants me to share with others, with all these people that are around me? He wants me to help them feel his love. And so once I figured out what it was he wanted me to share with them, and then I can speak it when I get done speaking and sharing God's love for other people, I feel like I could run a marathon. My whole life gets jazzed up. And for some people, it's studying, it's reading, it's learning and gathering knowledge. For other people, it might be research and finding facts over like truth. Some people really love finding truth and they can find it in different ways, right? Some people do it through research. Some people do it through prayer and meditation. And so finding the things that really bring you joy Whatever it is that you like to do, that when you do that activity fills you with light and joy and energy, that's when you know you're onto something. That's when you know this is something that I need more of in my life. And when you add more of it in, your life feels richer, feels fuller. But most of the time, we're dumbing down those things. We're trying to hide them because they are so big and so powerful. And others, None of us have the same gifts. In Matthew, the Lord talks about how he gives out gifts and he gives them out individually according to several abilities, which is individual. We have a God that's individual. He gives each of us a certain amount of gifts individually for our needs and what he needs us to do on this earth. So when we're given them, they look different. Our life experiences and our gifts are different. None of them are the same. So we don't understand each other's gifts. And a lot of times that protection mechanism comes in. Oh no, you don't know what's going to happen. You can't do that. And that's why maybe when you stepped into your greatness, people didn't understand it. And maybe they tried to calm you down and say, I don't know if you should do this. This is dangerous. You're in a dangerous spot, Lemon. Let's try and rein it in. Because when you find your passion, when you find your purpose, it's going to be big and it's going to ruffle feathers because people aren't going to understand it because they have not been given the same gifts, the same desires on the heart and the same experiences that you've been given. Oh, I love this so much. So it's funny that you say that because I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, what did I always get in trouble for? Almost every single report card I brought home as a child said talks too much. And I was constantly the kid getting her seat moved because I talked too much. And I talked to every single person that I sat next to. It didn't matter where you sat. You could sit me next to the coat closet and I'd find something to talk about to the coat closet. And so it's really funny because I just finished like a certified speaking program and all that, right? And that feels really scary to do it, but I've been doing it for years and moving to stages and all of those things. But a lot of people were really ruffled by it. A lot of people. The minute I started my business, I started my business eight years ago. And I remember people I grew up with, people I've known my whole life, questioning, who do you think you are? Why do you feel like you're qualified to do this? 
Why do you want more than the things you had growing up? All of these kinds of questions. And even when I started my business, you know, what I'm doing now, again, a lot of people made fun of me. They were really mean to me about it. And now they're like, wait a minute, I've been watching you do this. You're a different person. You're really in your calling. I want what you have. Yep. It's scary. People are scared. And I think it's even scary for us, right? When people start questioning us, we're like, oh, am I sure I really want to do that? Do I really want to step out? But it is the people who are the closest to us that have the hardest time. They want to protect us. They really do. But once you, like you said, once you step into that greatness and that light just exudes from you and you're feeling fulfilled and you're bringing people to Christ, how you knew that you could, then it's super attractive and everybody wants it. When you're living in your strengths, it is uber attractive. And people are like, I want that. How do I become that? But then that's when they have to become themselves, not lemon. Because sometimes we get caught in the, because it's so attractive that I want to compare it. I want to do what lemon's doing. So I'm going to become like her. No, you need to become like you. What is it that's placed on your heart that's beautiful? Oh, I love that. I That's a big issue, right? Is the comparison, the imposter syndrome. That's something I feel like I hear. I just heard this yesterday from somebody. She said, I don't think I fit in because I'm not you or this other girl. And I said, great. God didn't ask you to be us. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that I give women permission is to be authentic to who they are. Because so many times we see this beautiful, shiny object over here and we think, I want to be like that, or I want to have what you have. You can pick out an imposter out of a room full of people because it doesn't fit. It it doesn't resonate. But when you can be your authentic self, when you can step into who you are, it becomes just as attractive. Even if, like I I talked to a whole group of women one time and I said, what is the thing that you're hiding? Because it is usually what is going to be your superpower in your marketing, in your business. And one lady said, I love Legos. And I'm like, there are people out there who love Legos too. And when you step into showing people this Lego person that you feel like is a nerd and you're making, creating these beautiful pianos or all these things, people are going to see that as gorgeous and beautiful art that you're creating. I had another lady who dealt with horses and she could calm horses with oils. And she told me about how she helped her donkey with oils. And I'm like, that's fascinating. Like, why are you hiding that? It's such a gift that everybody will think is fascinating if you share that. And so a lot of times we hide them because they feel embarrassing. They feel like nobody's going to want to see that because that's my nerdy side that I can't let out. That nerdy side becomes really attractive when you step into your power. I love that because that, yeah, that is something, it's very interesting you said that because as soon as I shared the pieces of myself that I maybe didn't share, right? Because you don't want to ruffle feathers. You're told not to talk about politics and religion and, you know, all these things. And of course, that's all I ever talk about. But as soon as I let this little piece out, I remember I made one TikTok sitting in my friend's driveway because I'm like, oh, I need to get content up. Don't have anything prepped. And this is what God gave to me to do. And then it went viral and ended up with thousands of followers and people very engaged and everything with my content. And it's because I let out this thing that I don't normally talk about and maybe feels like a little taboo or something. Maybe it was segmented. It was it was a very unique thing that I called out in people 
and ex- and expressed about myself that resonated with thousands of people. Yes, because we all have something special. We all have those things that we feel like are going to, we want to protect ourselves too. We want to protect others. We want to protect ourselves. So we hide some of the most beautiful parts of us, the parts that have been broken and that Jesus has healed. We hide those to protect ourselves when really others need that. There's a spiritual gift of believing on others' words. And some people need us to share that gift of our belief or our use of the atonement in their lives to help them believe. There are so many, the spiritual gifts that you can be given, that you can pray for and ask for are as unique as we are. And all spiritual gifts are given to us. They're given to every believer, but they're given to us to help others. And if we are too scared to share them, if we are too scared to use them or to really bring them to light, then we will lose them. I literally just heard a quote yesterday and it said that the gifts, the things God gives us is his gift to us, but then how we steward those gifts is our gift to God. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like really, so we have attributes that we came here with, the way that our personality is. We brought that with us when we came here. We, If you think about it, like when you were growing up, those things, you may have tried to hide them or you may have tried to change them, but the way that you are, your personality is your spirit. So it came with you. So enjoy it because it's sticking with you. But the spiritual gifts are the ones that we can ask God to bestow upon us to help others. So when you, when I, when the people listening to this, figure out what's on their heart and what they want to do and how they want to help bless this world, the Lord is waiting for us to ask for gifts to help. If there's, I was just reading today that the Lord is just waiting on us to pour out these blessings upon us, but spiritual gifts we have to ask for. And when we ask to bless others, he is freely willing and waiting to give them to us, which is so beautiful. Like I know that I have these really cool attributes that I came here with, but there are certain things that I lack that the Lord, I can partner with him and he can make those weaknesses, which I believe weaknesses are anything that bring us closer to God. So anything that brings us away from God, I feel like is a weakness. And so I can turn to him, partner with him, and he can help me fulfill whatever that thing that is missing for me to bless the lives of others. Oh, I love that so much. That's such like a beautiful perspective to have on it, right? And there's that verse where we're weak, he is strong, right? And his power can be manifest in things. And so I love that's the perspective that you take. Like I can go to God and I can ask for the things that I need to fulfill the purpose that he has for me. Yeah. I think it's this beautiful heart posture of, I don't have to do it by myself. And And we're not, yeah. When we rely on him, it's so much more powerful. Or sometimes there's a person brought into your life that fulfills that need. There are earthly angels all around us and people are brought into our lives to help us in our businesses, in our just living our lives. They say it takes a village. The Lord plants people in our lives that are different from us, that can help bless our lives and our families. And I think once we start to see it that way, like if we think of the parable of the talents, some were given five, some were given 10, one was given one. 
If I only have one, I need to surround myself with people with five or 10 to help me fulfill what it is I need. And I need the Lord. I need to partner with him and the people around me. And that's where we start to see each other's gifts that are different as positive. Most of us marry the opposite from our gifts. And a lot of times we can take that as a negative. But when we start to see that this is a divine calling that creates a beautiful whole, that we created a beautiful whole when we married this individual, it takes on a whole new light and a whole new meaning of working together and seeing each gift as the beautiful gift God gave them or us. And when we work together, we create something way better than we could have on our own. Oh, I love this. This just made me think about the fact that like women were created from, Eve was created from Adam's rib, right? So she's a piece of him, needs, he needs her to complete him. But I was thinking about like when you're not with the right person, right? It's like a pain. It's a pain in the side. And so that rib doesn't fit. (laughs) And it's funny that you said that because my husband and I, we have the complete opposite gifts and they are so complimentary. Yes. We talk about it all the time. I'm like, we could not have done this on our own. There's no way that our marriage was not like a divine appointment or like God clearly wanted us together because we could not, we couldn't fabricate this if we tried how perfectly matched we are. And I'm so glad that you see it that way. Because when you see it that way, then when differences arise, you can understand that there is something beautiful to be made out of that, that, that difference is for a great purpose. Me and my husband are building a chicken coop. And if it was up to me, it would be like plywood just put together. And he is making it so beautiful. But my energy and my enthusiasm for it was gone about 20 hours ago. So he's able to finish the really big ideas that I create. And when we can see them in a partnership and same with friendships, when we can see the differences in the people around us as beautiful and as complimentary, then it makes living life with somebody who's different than us so much more beautiful. I love this. So much like that. We dropped some marriage advice too, unintentionally, (laughs) because I do love that. I think it's it definitely has made all of the difference to know that I can rely on my husband's strengths and his gifts and vice versa, right? Because there's things that he absolutely despises doing in our marriage. And there's things I absolutely despise doing. And so it's really beautiful to just be able to lean lean on each other. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, my friend, what if you could give a final piece of advice to the women listening to really step into their gifts and their purpose, like what would you tell them? I would tell them that if they haven't yet to sit down and ask God how he feels about them, ask him what he sees in them, what beautiful gifts he's given them that he needs and ask them, ask him to teach them about those gifts and how he is counting on them to use them in their life. And I promise that it, if it comes slowly, it will come, but pause, listen, and those beautiful words that come into your mind, write them down and continue to ask and continue to learn. And you will see all the beauty he sees in you and what he's counting on you to do. And you will start to see patterns and purpose and missions and direction. And if I 
don't help you to find out what that is, then no greater mentor than Jesus Christ to help you to see the beauty that you have within you. Oh, Melissa, I love that. That's I'm going to go do that exercise when we get done because I don't think I've ever asked God how he sees me and things like that. I feel like I've got the prompting, right? I know. I feel like I know the direction, but no, I've never sat and done that. So I'm going to sit and do that. After. I want to follow up and hear how it goes. Yeah, 100%. I will absolutely message you right away yeah. and tell you how that goes. Just thank you for being here, Melissa. This was so insightful and I loved, I just loved the, just your perspective on things and just the way you talk about things and y'all seriously go hang out with Melissa on all the things. Go hang out with her on Instagram. It's sprinkled with awesome. Go find her and then find her on Facebook because she's available and she will talk to you and she's a wonderful woman and you need to go be friends with her and just go get sprinkled with awesome. Thank you, Lemon. This has been a pleasure. You're delightful. Thank you for being here, Melissa. We're going to have to bring you back again. I would love to. I love it. Until next time, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I am so grateful you were here. I hope this episode has helped you move from feelings of doubt and uncertainty towards stepping confidently into your God-given leadership role, fully equipped with biblical wisdom. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to reach and inspire more Christian women leaders just like you. Don't forget to share your takeaways, post it on Instagram, tag me anywhere you're on social media, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.